0: Come on then, fellas. Let's try and break down and make sense of week 11. Here we go. The full 10 yards NFL podcast. Hello, everyone. Cecil Martin here. Hey, this is Hunter Henry. What's up, man? This is Max Crosby, part of
1: Raider Nation. Hey, this is Ross Tucker, former NFL offensive lineman. Hey, it's Tyler Lockett of the Seattle Seahawks.
2: Hey, this is Jerry Judy, the right receiver for the Denver Broncos. And you're listening to the 14-yard NFL podcast.
0: For those of you that watch along on Twitter and Facebook, YouTube and all the rest of it, you'll see that we have an intro video that starts the pod and you won't see that off camera every week, particularly when Ross Tucker, former NFL offensive lineman, introduces himself, Josh off camera, he's, wor- he's mouthing along to every word. Josh, how you doing, buddy?
1: I'm good, yeah. I I can't get it out of my head. I swear it plays long in my head in my dreams. It's uh, <laughs> something that will haunt me until my dying days. I'm there. I'm trying to make my locks of the week on good old ESPN. And then I've got Ross Tucker in my head as I do it. So uh, I'm good, mate. I'm in my happy place.
0: Good man, good man. And Steve, welcome in, buddy, for the second time this week. How you doing, fella? <laughs>
2: We might have to see if Tim can get some more NFL players and change up the intro a bit, see if we can get some more uh, more players on the intro, because I'm assuming sure he's probably collated all of those. Um, but no, it, it, it is one of those things where when you've heard it enough times, you can sort of recite the players straight away.
1: This is our a actually... former NFL offensive
0: line. <laughs> Cecil Martin here. <laughs> <laughs> we are hey, in just a just fortunate kind of position. We're in a fortunate position, and I think all the players that we've got are actually still with the teams that they were with when we recorded it. Possibly not onto Henry, I think we might have done some clever editing there. He may have been a member of the Chargers at the time, but uh, (laughs) we digress. Let's get into week 11 then, fellas. Now, like I said, all joking aside, we can probably have... Some educated guesses on what might happen. But if the NFL has taught us anything this year, it's expect the unexpected. I think that's certainly safe to say. But on paper, at least, fellas, I think game of the week, or certainly the one that appeals most, certainly probably from an offensive standpoint, you're probably expecting plenty of points. Cowboys at the Chiefs, we talked about at the back end of the podcast earlier on in the week that the Chiefs finally seem to be clicking uh, certainly their best performance in a long time. Obviously, the Cowboys bounce back in style and put up 40 points of their own in their game against the Falcons. Steve, this is an absolute belt to look forward to um, in the uh, Sunday Slater game, isn't it?
2: Yeah, this is the this is the game of the week by by a distance. It's going to be a battle of the offenses, isn't it? I don't think either defense is going to be up to too much cop. I think if the Chiefs play like they did last week, uh, they're going to put up points. And this Dallas Cowboys offense is just rolling right now, um, and and seems unstoppable. So it's going to be a real battle of the battle of the Titans, so to speak. Um, I think it, there's a chance it could have shades of that that game. I think was it was the Rams against uh, maybe the Chiefs a few years back. Yep, Rams like, Chiefs was was it like Rams. 51 something, 51 48 or something like that? Like it's going to be crazy like that. I think you know what. Every I don't even know why we predict anything anymore because every time we do something like this, the exact opposite happens. So watch this go and be like a six three field goal <laughs> contest next week. Uh, you know, but yeah, the the Chiefs will be buoyed by the fact that they are finding form quietly as well. Like you said, Sean, they've won three of the last three and four of the last five. Like this Chiefs team, all of a sudden, they've got momentum you know, out of nowhere. They've sort of quietly gone under the radar and done it. And this is a real test for them. Um, if if Mahomes plays like he did again last week against the, the Raiders and just has fun with the ball, which is what he's always done, then I don't know how this Cowboys team Stop them, but then again, this Cowboys offense—if they can get the run game going—and the Chiefs, the Chiefs can't stop the run at the moment. They just can't. Um, I think there's a there's a, certainly a mantra for the for the Cowboys to win the game. I think I would I would tip the Chiefs, but probably because it's home field advantage. That's probably the only reason why there's that there's not much in it. And this is a real tasty matchup, and I'm one I'm probably really excited to watch in the late window at the weekend.
1: Yeah, so for me, this is going to be a case of which defense can get one stop or which defense can stop the sevens and turn them into threes. I back Dallas's defense based upon how they've performed this season. I think that Cal- the Cowboys' defense has been understatedly one of the better ones in the league in terms of being able to turn the ball over. You know, we can't pretend like we haven't seen the last. Couple of months in terms of the uh, the Chiefs' offense, where they are prone to a turnover or two. So, if you were to ask me today, in terms of you know both sides of the ball, both teams, who do I think is going to get there? I'd I'd say potentially the Cowboys, just because I trust them to get the stop more than I trust the offenses to just keep firing. Because I like you say, Steve, I think that you know both offenses will fire or will. But I have just gone against myself on my picks and picked Kansas City just on home field advantage. Um, Dallas have been they've they've not had the same form as what they did at the start of the year. You know, even even last, you know, last week just seemed like a rollover. But the game before and before that just seems to be a little bit of a wobble so chiefs probably taking a bit more confidence going into it so i, I do say a chiefs win 65 64 with uh <laughs> with, with a triple overtime and that's all allowed isn't it triple overtime and uh, basically just big arm comps uh yeah so why not
0: Sign me up, mate, to a 65-64. I'm off work next week, so, uh, yeah, I can happily stay up late into the night watching a 65-64. Um, let's talk about the early window. We haven't got confirmation, as always, when we record this, but I'm guessing Chiefs Cowboys will be your sky light window. I would guess your early sky window is probably going to be the Bills and the Colts. Um, the Bills... Um, They've got the Patriots absolutely uh, clinging onto their coattails, haven't they? There's a situation that actually the Patriots could be ahead of them by the time this game kicks off as the Patriots play Thursday night football. Um, the Colts were big winners in the AFC last week with the way that the other results went. They sort of suddenly uh, jumped back up a few places in the playoff race. Um, Steve, in terms of this one, you know, you said the Bills either score three or they score 40+. plus. I've got to be honest, I can't see either of those things working out here. Surely it's going to be somewhere in the middle. question is, can the Colts score a few more?
2: Yeah, exactly. I, and I, at the moment, the the cults of like we like you said a couple of weeks back, Josh, they, they've quietly sort of got them back themselves back up and dusted themselves off, and all of a sudden looked like a contender in the SCFC division, where no one, you know, after the sort of top three places, I saw so, the rest are up for grabs. Um, so this Colts team of and, and Carson Wentz, giving props where props are due. If you just let's all just forget about the the left handed interception, let's just all forget about that, just wipe that from your brain. If you take that out, Carson Wentz is having a really Good comeback, yeah, Indianapolis. It's it's not, it's not amazing. It's not you know, it's not you know, number one quarterback in the in the land. But you know, for for what the Colts want to do, he's certainly um, answering questions at the moment. And I think it's just going to be about whether or not this Colts defense can stop Buffalo. Because I think you mentioned Sean that they had trouble towards the end of the game stopping. Uh, Jacksonville, um, and I think if it, it just depends on what Buffalo team to show up. And I didn't think I'd be saying that at the start of the season. Buffalo looked like an accomplished team, you know, the, with Josh Allen under centre and some of the weapons that they've got. You think they, you know, that they can roll over anyone they want to. But we've seen in past weeks gone by, they either put up forty points or three points, and there doesn't seem to be anywhere in between. So, you know, the, the the Colts will be hoping that they can get their weapons working. Jonathan Taylor has been exceptional the last few weeks, and he'll have to have another good game. On the flip side, you've, you said it to me a few weeks back, Sean, like the, the Bills need to get a rush game going. And at the moment, Devin, oh. Devin Singletary's got 398 yards so far this season. That's not enough. It's not enough when you're supposed to be the main back. Um, you know, put that in, Jonathan Taylor's got 937. So it's more <laughs> than more than double the amount of yards. So,
0: yeah, you know, nearly triple, uh, yeah, yeah.
2: Exactly. Um, so it, yeah, I, it's, I think it's a it's a tight one. I think this had this game have happened three weeks ago, I would have called the Bills all day. And I think the Bills probably still will win. Um, you know, it's it's at home for the Bills. Um, tough trip for Indianapolis. Um, but I don't think it's it's a it's a done deal for certain.
1: Something interesting about uh, Singletary's stats there. I've just looked at uh, Kareem Hunts because I'm there thinking the stats seem relatively similar. Kareem Hunt's got 361 yards and he's missed four games. And he's the RB2 for the Browns. So that uh, tells you as to how much the Bills need a running game. And that is one reason as to why I'm not going to roll the Colts out of this one. I think that the Bills do do it, but the Colts' defense is quick. It does like pass defense. And if you are just going to put it in Josh Allen's hands and, you know, put it on the passing game, the Colts can, can bring you down. Um, yeah, so... Realistically, this is going to be a close one. I do expect turnovers. I don't expect it to be a pretty game from the Colts either. I think that the Bills are going to end up winning this one something in the range of 24-17, something like that. It's, It's not going to be your typical Bills performance in terms of scoreline.
0: Yeah, certainly going to be an intriguing one. Um, like you say, you'd expect that one to be a real tight battle all the way through to the end. Fellas, I'm going to put you both on upset alert. We've said over the last few weeks, oh, that's going to be a blowout. And yeah, that team will take care of the business. And every week, there's a result that none of us quite expect to see coming. So I'm going to pick out a few of the games that look completely one-sided and I will throw them to you one at a time to tell me if there is any chance of an upset. So, Steve, I'm going to start with you titans against the texans
2: absolutely not (laughs) the texans are coming off a bye but absolutely not
0: fair enough josh let's go with the lions at the browns
1: of course there's a chance of an upset the browns might actually win it
0: (laughs) i was just gonna say say, do you think the browns (laughs) won't get it done yeah. Now, any chance of Detroit? I mean, we said last week, will Detroit O go? It's
1: still sort of there. Um... Put, put it this way. My theory is that the Lions can put in a performance once every two weeks. So I think that they're not going to be able to do it this week. But then the week after it's all, all bets are off. I'll
0: take that. Then it's working out well for the Browns. I'll take that. On on uh, our weekly
2: on our weekly Lions chat, they got a tie last week. Do they win a game still? Are we all still on the all sixteen and one bandwagon, or do they win a game? Oh they God, what They the win. Hell? They
1: win. No, they win. Yeah, they, they've got they've got a good schedule. I think I think they've got a chance. You still think they they're
2: going to win one?
0: They win one. They, they can't they finish all
2: seventeen anymore. The champagne corks are being popped in <laughs> Cleveland right now, but they they can go all sixteen and one.
0: I still think they win one hopefully not this week though Uh, Steve let's throw one back at you Patriots looking really good at the Falcons
2: Uh, no I don't see this game going anywhere other than the Patriots they're just playing such good football at the moment Um, especially the Falcons uh, w- will always be reminded of that headache Super Bowl loss where they threw it all away and I think the Patriots will haunt their memories forever and ever so you know, I think this is a, <laughs> a, a unfortunately I think this is a, a Patriots win especially after the Falcons only put three points up against the Cowboys as well Um, that offence completely stumbled last week.
1: Yeah short turnaround does not favour the Falcons here it only favors Bill Belichick and the Patriots. Keep
2: that momentum yeah. rolling, especially if you put forty-five points up.
1: Yeah,
0: most no, definitely. Cheers, a couple Dave. more. A couple more. I've got in upset corner. Josh Packers at Vikings.
1: Oh, absolutely! I, I can't believe that classes is upset a lot. <laughs> um, you know, I, I, I mean, I get it. The Vikings don't exactly have a great record against the Packers in recent memory, but you know, the Vikings can upset anyone at the moment. They they come within one score of any team, so yeah, absolutely.
2: One of these weeks, Sean, I'm expecting Josh to show up with a Viking
1: helmet on. Like uh, he's so high on the Vikings. <laughs> I this do season, believe like. that in an alternative life, I pick the Vikings over the Browns. <laughs> uh, in, in, in an alternate life, there is a Josh out there that is a raving skull. You know, horns and the yeah. flipping the, the the whole fur coat style thing and yeah. the staff and everything. Yeah
2: everything in your house is purple. Yeah. <laughs>
1: last, one so gonna in in
0: last one I'm <laughs> going to throw in, last one I'm going to throw in terms of upset corner, fellas. So, who am I going back to? Steve, I'm going back to you. Giants at the Bucks.
2: Well, the Bucks lost to another NFC East team uh, last week in, in Washington. And the, I think at the moment, I would probably pick, if the Giants and the, and the football team play each other, I'd, I'd think that the. the a Giants are probably the best team by a by a whisker, but the Bucs will be out for revenge, and this is also Monday Night Football as well. So this is going to be a, a a prime time game that that Brady will not want to see a back to back upset week. So no, I think uh, Arians will will be um, frantically game planning to make sure that doesn't happen again. So no, there, there's no way that lightning strikes twice. No way.
0: Absolutely. Right. Final one. It's not really an upset corner in terms of the records, but I'm just going to throw it in because it doesn't fit with the rest of the conversation that we're going to move on to. So final game, Josh, I'll throw at you just in terms of one-liners. Dolphins at Jets. Um, probably going to expect the Dolphins to win this one, I would assume. But where do you see it going?
1: I, have to, I thought you were going elsewhere then. I had a whole spiel about the 49ers. um dolphins to win that one i think that the jets have probably ran as much as they can with uh, with with the whole white experiment i i don't see it going too much more than i mean they had joe flacco throwing out there at the end of uh, at the end of their game last time out so yeah I, I see that as the dolphins getting on a bit of a streak
0: yeah. And with that, and I, was, I was sort of jokingly mentioned this Tuesday and you said, surely not. You know, like I said, there's, there is stranger things that have happened in the NFL. No one knows exactly what record you're likely to need on a 17 game season. I don't think anyone's experienced an NFL season quite like this one where everybody's so grouped and everybody's so bunched in terms of the playoff picture. Um, and that's the reason that I've left the games that we have left um, until now to discuss at the end, because all of these games are likely to have playoff implications for either both teams or one team or another. And I am including absolutely in that the 49ers who are currently only in sort of ninth position in terms of the playoff race and obviously seven getting to the playoffs so they're certainly not out of it um you know the Dolphins are a little bit further back and need obviously a few things to go in their favor so that's the reason I left the 49ers so let's go through the other games that we have got Josh you'd said you got a, a whole spiel lined up so I may as well come to you for that one the 49ers at the Jags um obviously a great opportunity for the 49ers to get some back-to-back wins on the board here uh, how do you see this one going
1: well first of all it's an away game for the 49ers of which means they're automatically favored to win. <laughs> they like the Eagles seem to perform far better away from home than they do in their own place. Uh, the Jags probably still a little bit hurt after coming up relatively close against the Colts last week they but Trevor Lawrence just is not the guy. He just does not look the the part whatsoever. I remember our chat on Sunday um, towards the end of the game where pretty much everyone on the chat was saying, God, doesn't Trevor Lawrence look bad? Like he's just getting ran around by this defense. He's not recognizing. He's not recognizing blitzes. He's not recognizing plays as they form in front of him. He's going to, he's going to his um, third or fourth reads incredibly slowly, um, which you could expect from a rookie, but this was supposed to be the Messiah. You know, that he was so much a lock for the first round for the first draft pick. Um, last year that you know he he was already looking at places in jacksonville before they even read his card out (laughs) so you you know all, all of that together i think the Jags have done really well to be able to play at the level that they are considering the team that they are and the start that they had but the 49ers seem to be on a roll now um well seem like they can get on on a roll should i say Um, you know, there's nothing like being able to beat down the Rams to be able to bring about a bit of confidence. They'll look at this Jags team, they'll prepare for it as per, but they should now actually have some morale and some confidence to actually go and do it.
0: Yeah, and like I said before, you know it, assuming that win does go in the column, um, all of a sudden the 49ers will be very close. A team that will be hoping that that doesn't happen, of course, is the Seahawks. We talked about it earlier, Steve. Maybe they're almost too late in the day to start their run, but they've got the uh, the task of the Cardinals. Obviously, we record these earlier on in the week, as everybody knows, um, so we're not 100% sure on the status of all of the Cardinals superstars. Um, But either way, I mean, the Cardinals will be sort of now looking over their shoulders in terms of number one seed and home field advantage throughout the NFC. So it's a big game for them for that reason. Uh, Obviously still need to take care of business in the division as well with the Rams on their heels. Um, You know, so again, big game for both of these teams too.
2: Yeah, for sure. I think obviously we don't know who's who's playing and who's not. If we assume that Kyler's back, um, then I predict nothing other than a, than a Cardinals win, and um, I think that would probably put the nail in in the in the Seahawks season in the coffin of the Seahawks season if it hasn't already been put in last week by them putting zero points up at Lambeau. Um, I think there's, uh, this this Cardinals team has shown that, that um, when Kyler is fit and healthy and they, he's under centre, they can win games. And I think, obviously, they they, they lost a close one to, to lose their 100% record. And then, obviously, the only the losses come without Kyler under centre. So, you can sort of understand that. And they were also missing DeAndre Hopkins as well. And, obviously, he's such a valuable piece of that offence that, when he's missing, you sort of get why, you know, they might, they might struggle. Um, but they've spread the ball around a lot as well. And it's interesting to note that their, their leading receiver at the moment is actually Christian Kirk. Um, so they've, you know, they've spread the ball around quite a lot in Arizona and, uh, and it just shows you how multidimensional this offense is, and and I just don't know if Seattle's going to have an answer. Um, they certainly, I, I would say Russell Russell Wilson's probably going to be less injured this time around, so maybe he <laughs> might have some more more success uh, throwing the ball this time, and maybe DK Metcalf won't get ejected and then try and sneak back on the field as well. So uh, <laughs> maybe that's going to happen. But you know, I I just don't see anything other than a loss for Seattle and moving to three and seven. They are yeah. an absolute shade of the team that we once knew as this dominant Seattle you know the Legion of Booms team um, and uh, yeah I think this, uh, this the season end probably can't come too soon for, uh, sorry soon enough for uh, for Seattle fans
1: That is probably the case, one thing which I'll bring up as just an interesting thing to watch and maybe to answer as you're watching the game is how important is JJ Watt to this Arizona defence the defence did not look any and he's missed a couple of games uh, for Arizona this year and each time he's the defence just looks a complete shell of itself so if russ can cook i think that's going to start asking a lot of questions for a lot of arizona fans as to just how you know is the defense on that or is it based on one or two guys so you know whilst i like you both am high on arizona getting it done if kyla murray is back etc cetera, etc cetera, you know what is the what factor That's just going to be an interesting thing to keep an eye on, even if they do win it. And Seattle have got, sorry,
2: Arizona have got Seattle this week and then they've got a bye. So if they can win this week, they go to nine and two. They'll be one of only three teams, I think, that can get to nine and two this week. And then they're on a bye week. So they can, you know, they can know that they've put nine wins in before the bye, which if you asked any Arizona fan at the start of the season, if you could get to your bye week in week 12, being nine and two, would you take that? They'd probably say, yes, please.
1: I think you're <laughs> asking any NFL fan yeah. that.
0: I don't think Josh was giving him nine years at season end, let alone before the bye week, <laughs> pre-season
1: I think I gave him um, nine, I think I gave him nine and eight at the start of the season so uh, yeah. yeah, they, they so you, are you definitely st- outpaced in you,
0: you could still be right yet then my friend, you could still be right yet <laughs> Imagine if they lost their last seven games <laughs> Let's stay in the NFC, Pan- uh, Panthers back into the seventh seed slot as things stand at five and five, they've got Washington off the back of their best performance of the season. Josh, where do you see this one going? I think Josh's connection just dropped out, so I'll ask him again. Josh, you back with
1: me? Yeah, I'm back. Your joke was that funny. It completely killed my connection. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Washington and the Panthers, man. I so said the Panthers back in at the seventh seed as, as things stand. Washington off the back of their best performance of the year. Where's this one going, buddy?
1: I've, I don't know. This one's actually probably my biggest coin flip of the week. Um, simply because if Washington play the same way as they did against the Bucks, I fully expect Washington to win it. But, um, you know, by the same token, the Panthers all over Simeon, I can easily see that happen as well. This could be nil-nil. This could be nil-nil <laughs> nil as much as it could be like 14-14, you know. It, it, this could be a fantastic defensive performance. This could be a terrible defensive performance with no offense. This could be an awesome offensive performance with no defense. God knows. This I think this one's actually just going to be fun to watch as a neutral. Um, but that's because I'm a big fan of low numbers and defense more than anything else.
2: It's the return of Riverboat Ron, isn't it? Yes, it is.
1: That's a fun little thing to put in there. Yeah. Ron uh, Rivera going back.
0: Yeah, um, and potentially Cam starting as well. Yeah. Plenty, uh, yeah. plenty of subplots in that one. Plenty of subplots. Steve, let's go to your team. The Saints are in the sixth seed as things stand with five wins. The Eagles. Um, only, only in 11th with four wins that just shows you how tight it is one more win for the Eagles here. they match the Saints win total so big game for both teams again in this one
2: yeah absolutely this is a, a, a it's all of a sudden become a massive game and you know what it feels like every season the Eagles play the Saints it feels like every year <laughs> they're, they're um, not in the same division but it just feels like they always play each other every year if it's not in the playoffs it's in the regular season um, but yeah this is actually this is actually Become quite an interesting game because had you put both teams out in front with with no injuries and, and full starting starting rosters, I'd say the Saints would run over the Eagles all day at the moment this season. But the Saints are missing lots of players. You know, Winston's out. Um, you know, Michael Thomas is obviously not going to play this season. Uh, at this at this point in time, Alvin Kamara's questionable. Um, and, and the Eagles at the moment are apart from the guys and I are at full health, apart from Dallas got it in the con- concussion protocol. So, and the Eagles are coming off the best, the best performance of, of the season against, against Broncos in at mile high. So I'm quietly sort of like looking forward to the game. I, you know, I'm, I'm not predicting anything. They are 0 and four at home. To clarify my stat. I think I got it wrong. They are 0 and four at home. Um, so they haven't won a home game at all this season, which is great. Um, but this could be the one this really could be the one i think they've got to, they've got to keep doing what they're doing and mixing in offense uh, in terms of rushing and throwing the ball you know guys like devonta smith are, are playing so well at the moment if he's playing like that just keep feeding him the ball just keep feeding him let him make the catches um but this saints team and especially that saints defense you mentioned you know in the in the titans game last week you you know you you on the forum, fourth and one on the one yard line you go for it uh, and then if you don't get it you let your defense do the work and this saints defense as good as it is let them prove it. Let, you know, put them on the field and let them prove it. So, it's going to be a tougher task against this Saints defense than it was against the the Broncos defense. I will certainly say that. And I think it's just going to be whether or not whether or not the Eagles can contain what is left of this Saints offense. If you know, if Kamara plays, that's going to be tough. You know, Kamara's such a weapon. Um, and and it and also you know Trevor Simeon. If if you know if he shows up and has another game like he did last week, then then you know the, there's going to be some. Some questions for Eagles to answer but I could see it going either way Um, I'd like to think the Eagles could win this game but if who knows who knows I'd, I think this is a bit of a coin flip as well and I think this should be a real a really interesting yeah, one. yeah, yeah. Plenty I'd pick you guys plenty of for
1: this cool. one yeah, I think, plenty tight. Of coin... I think
2: yeah. one score game definitely
0: yeah plenty of coin flips uh, on the schedule that's for sure um let's go the cross conference game with playoff implications ravens at bears ravens obviously leading the afc north currently the third seed obviously got everybody in that division only one game behind them in the win column uh the bears even as low as the 15th seed in the nfc only two games back in terms of winning winning uh, winning numbers um We talked about the fact that Miami found a formula to shut down the Ravens. Josh, the bears have got a pretty stingy defense. Is this another potential trap game for the Ravens?
1: I think that you guys know my thoughts and feelings on the Ravens enough to know that I will say yes to pretty much any team that uh, goes up against the Ravens, mainly because I think that the Ravens played down to their competition more than anything else. Um, I think that the Bears definitely have the defensive composition to be able to pull out something similar. Of which, if they're able to pull it out, then they're going to have to do something. But Chicago's Chicago's offense does not seem to be the sort of team that can take advantage of what the defense can give them. Um, I've been I've been I've been pleasantly surprised with um, Justin Fields and the uh, and what he's been able to do since you know after the cleveland game i don't i I think we give him the mulligan for the browns game simply because you know that was a massacre um we can we can give that one a the title we will call that the massacre but um you know apart from that they've done relatively well but i don't think it's enough against the ravens even with the ravens defense as banged up as it is so There's an outside chance, but I'm only giving this one an outside chance just because I don't trust the Chicago offense to be able to take advantage.
0: All fair comments, mate. Final two games, fellas. Let's go all AFC. First one, Steve, the Bengals and the Raiders currently ranked the 8th and ninth seeds, respectively, both at 5 and 4. Bengals off the back of a bye, Raiders off the back of a big beating by the Chiefs. big game again like say we've we've said it a few times coin flip coin flip coin flip this feels like another one
2: I think the uh, the Raiders sort of uh, come down is happening now, and I think we we sort of, we're a few weeks back we sort of said that we we might see the Raiders fall off and and perhaps not keep up that early season form. I think we're starting to see that now, and I think the Bengals would be quite pleased that they're playing them when they are. They are coming off a bye week. Obviously, they got a bit battered by Cleveland the week before, but they're coming off this bye week, you know, a chance to to take a week off and sort of reassess. And this Raiders team, like you said, have just been absolutely battered by uh, Kansas City um coming home with you know pieces to pick up and and a, a run game that at the moment is just absolutely non-existent like you said Josh Jacobs at the moment he's got 296 yards on the season um he's got five touchdowns so he's obviously being used in more of a red zone capacity but they have to get more out of the run game um and and I don't know if that happens this week um Joe Bro will be looking to link up with with Chase and and and, and the other receivers and, and see if he can get that momentum moving again. And the Bengals have just got to keep putting up points. So I think they they really struggled in the red zone against the Browns. And this Raiders uh defence is, you know, it proved last week that it can be absolutely torn apart if they really want to. So I think it'll be a tight one, but I think I'd probably pick the Bengals. I think the Bengals are showing more than the Raiders are right now. I think um Raiders on a a bit too much of a downward trend.
1: Josh,
0: your take on the uh, the game here is quite a big one from the AFC's perspective.
1: Uh, yeah, I, I think that there's, you've got two teams that have been beaten up and want to get back on it. I think that both teams will have high, I think it's going to be a high intensity game by both. I think they're both going to want to show that they are not on the downslide. Um, Both have obviously got what it takes on offense to make it happen, maybe not so much on defense. So it could well be a very high scoring game. Um, The bye week might actually end up being what makes it though. Um, You know, the fact that the Bengals have been able to just focus for two solid weeks on this and, you know, be able to get over the, the, the emotional fallout of the Browns game. Whereas the Raiders, you know, the Chiefs game will be very fresh in their memories by Sunday. Uh, That could well just be the difference.
0: Yeah, it should certainly certainly be a good one. That's in the late window, kicking off at 9.05. And the winner of that game will probably replace the loser of the following game in the playoff. Uh, Seedings, that is Sunday night football. The Steelers and the Chargers. um, Don't know if Big Ben's going to be back or not. Depends on whether he can do the relevant COVID protocols and tests. I don't know if there's anything come out about whether he is or isn't vaccinated, but he obviously wasn't added to the list until I believe the Saturday of last week. So it's a very quick turnaround. So it could well be more Mason Rudolph or potentially Dwayne Haskins. We've mentioned the charges, you know, in the last couple of weeks have sort of found neutral. Um, So this again, another big game, Steve, I'm saying it to you again, mate coin flip probably, but um, you know, which way do you see this one going?
2: This is one of those games
0: where you'd look at it and say, yeah, this is a
2: Chargers win all, all day long. This is going to be a, a, a brand Staley return to form, take the Chargers to six and four and sort of, you know, put to bed some of those demons that were starting to say that the, the Chargers offense is not quite as good as it was. But this is Mike Tomlin. It's the Pittsburgh Steelers. You just you can never quite write them off, and it would be very Pittsburgh for them to come out and blow out the Chargers, even without Roethlisberger under center. To be a very Pittsburgh thing to do, so you can just never quite write them off. We've talked a lot about running backs uh, tonight, and one one running back that is performing really well is Najee Harris. Um, he's doing pretty well for Pittsburgh, so if they can get him going, to you know, if, if it's not. Big Ben and they have to rely on the run game a little bit more. Um the Eagles proved a few weeks back that the Chargers can't stop the run. So get get Harris cooking, you know, give him the ball and let him let him move the chains for you. Um but I uh, you know, I think in reality I think this will probably be a Chargers win. Um I think that their receivers are going to be more than the Steelers can handle. And also at this point in time TJ Watt's still questionable as well. He had a hip injury uh, last week so he's still so questionable if he misses the game that sort of changes that Pittsburgh defense and rushing attack so uh, passage attack, sorry. Um, so, and and Mick, Minka Fitzpatrick's out as well. That's a big loss for Pittsburgh. A big loss.
1: Yeah, He's huge.
0: definitely out.
1: Yeah. Huge. Josh? Yeah, so injuries are probably going to rule the day on this one. It looks like the Chargers are going to be the healthier and realistically health is probably what's going to win the day out. Um, I was just about to say to you, Steve, I appreciate those points, but the Steelers' defense is incredibly legit. And then I'm hearing left and right about all these different players that are out you know Watt and uh, Watt and Fitzpatrick that's that's two massive nails in the coffin there. I was about to say bet in fact I would still say bet the under on any points because you know Steelers defense even without those two can still build a game plan to keep the points down and you know make it like a 24 19 sort of game but I definitely see the Chargers being the one to get that 24 um, the Steelers aren't going to do much on offense. Apparently, um, as of an hour ago on ESPN, I've just seen an article that said that Mike Tomlin's building the game plan around Mason Rudolph. He's leaving the light on to um, have been in the game. I don't think they expect him back. Like you say, it's a it's a long. It's not exactly a long turnover, a week to be able to get two negative tests in. So, um, you know, they're going to have to play to their second QB. But uh, Rudolph's not the guy either. So, yeah, I think the Chargers will win out simply because of health.
0: There we go then, boys. That's all of the 15 games in Week 11, given a little bit of a preview. As we've said, expect probably the complete opposite to what we've just said, because that's the kind of season that we are having in the NFL. Um, But that's why we love it, isn't it? Any given Sunday, any given team can pull out a victory. And with that said, very quickly, fellas, just... One word from each of you. Which team or which player or which coach needs to do something this week? Steve, let's throw that to you. Which team needs to do something this week? Pete Carroll. Quite easily, I think. I think the Seahawks
2: are under immense pressure at the moment. We've spoken a lot about them tonight. Um, if they lose this week, which... You know, if I'd say it's looking pretty likely against the Cardinals team, I think they're going to struggle to stop. I think it's Pete Carroll, and I think if they go to three and seven, I, I, like we've said before, I don't know where the season goes from here. Is he done in Seattle? Do you know, do they move on? He's been there for so long. Like, it's straight. It'd be it's straight always strange to see a coach leave after they've been there for so so long. So, yeah, I think I think Pete Carroll's very much under the cosh right now in my hot seek rankings.
1: Josh, for you, uh, Joe Woods. Defensive coordinator for the Cleveland Browns. Um, this isn't even me wanting to vent here, but we've just not seen enough from them on a defensive point of view. And if the Lions are able to even hang around in this game, and it's because of the fact that they're letting points go on a uh, on the defensive front, questions are going to have to be an- asked because they are paying people so much that realistically this should be an egg on the Lions' side of the scoreboard this week, and Joe Woods has a lot to answer for. Because even if the offense played out of their skins on Sunday, they still wouldn't have beaten the Patriots.
0: No, absolutely, mate. Absolutely. Both good choices, fellas. Hard to disagree with either of them. As always, keep everything full10yards.com. Check out all the articles, all of the good work from all of the branches across college, betting, we've got you covered throughout the NFL and college football week. We'll be back, of course, next Tuesday to discuss all the fallout from week 11 and talk about what actually did happen. So until then, enjoy the games and we'll catch you soon on the Full 10 Yards NFL podcast. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Don't forget to find us on all our social channels Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok,
2: and YouTube. Head over to our website, full10yards.com, where you can find out more information about why we
1: are. Hashtag for the game.